Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig, and we are back with another very special guest this episode. You know, we were lacking for a little bit there with our guests. We were having, you know, a ho- couple of host episodes, a couple, mm-hmm. couple of guests that maybe weren't, you know, the funniest. <laughs> but we've got some great fucking guests coming on this month, dude. And this is one of them. We've got a guy coming on who... You can see on Axis Gotham TV Live, he has two stand-up specials, one available on Amazon, one available for free right now on YouTube called No One Asked For This, which is the best title for a self-released YouTube special that I've heard yet. Please welcome (laughs) Joe Pontilla to the show. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing glad, well, dude. Glad you could join us here on the show, and uh, yeah, it's nice having you here. Um, I know you're a uh, you're a New York based comedian, and um, so tell us where you got your start, where uh, how, what your first time was like jumping on stage, and how that led to your career. <laughs> uh, oh God, I don't know. If, I don't know if we need to revisit that again, but. Uh, um, I did. Uh, I did actually talk about. Well, it's a joke I do on stage a lot about the first time I did comedy, because uh, I always wanted to do it. But I always wanted to be in entertainment, and then I had to watch. I watched like Jerry Seinfeld's like A and E biography. I was like, oh, he did stand up comedy, and boom, 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 he has a sitcom. And I was like, well, that's what I'm gonna do. It hasn't quite gone the same way. <laughs> So now we're here, and um, but whatever. But I love doing it, and uh, you know, wouldn't change anything. So the first time I ever did comedy, uh, I was like eighteen or nineteen, and I was at um, I was at I was in college, Hofstra University, and um, Dave Chappelle was coming to perform at the school. Somebody at the school was like, "Let's have a comedy contest to see who's the funniest student, and they'll open for Dave Chappelle." And to this day, I'm like, did he sign off on that? Probably not. So, so the worst part is a full crowd of people, like a whole audience, packed auditorium, came to watch the show to see maybe 25 to 30 students who had absolutely no idea how to perform stand-up comedy <laughs> um, do their time or whatever and, like, 
you know, I was probably one of the few people who actually was like, this is going to be my life at some point. And then, uh, but I was not ready to do it. I, I had no game plan. I didn't get any laughs. I froze. And then for some reason, I was like, I got to salvage this somehow. And I decided I was going to fart into the microphone. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Solid move. Tried yeah. it a couple of times. Never Probably worked. Genius. <laughs> and, uh, That's and I Jacob... was so proud. I put the mic to my ass and made a fart noise with my mouth. I, which, holy crap. Oh, God. It was like, you know, the early 2000s. <laughs> Nobody was filming on their phone. Uh, and that was that for like a year and a half until the next time I got on stage. That's a, that sounds like a Jacob Craig move right there. The audience is going bad, farting in a microphone. <laughs> yeah, it that sounds like a good thing. <laughs> I can never of... get the fart into the mic. I usually blow my load too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's also got to be a really good mic to pick up the sound the right way. And a really good fart to get into the mic. <laughs> That t- so many things have to go right. What was I thinking? That sounds a lot like... Uh, Too many variables. Like me and Jacob, our origin stories, where me and Jacob actually did... Our very first time doing uh, stand-up open mic was on the very same night. We, we, we didn't know each other then, but it was on the same night. And uh, it went terribly for me. And I didn't get uh-huh. back on stage for about a year and a half. Because it took me that time to, to get up the courage to do it again. Yeah, I don't know if like I I didn't I needed to build up the courage or I just didn't know what to do next because <laughs> like I still wanted to do it but it wasn't also like oh man I need that fix again because there was no fix that was just yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like I don't know what this is should I tell people about this um, you know and then yeah like a year and a half later I uh, I, I I went to school with, um jim brewer's like niece and nephew and i was sort of friends with them and i was like hey how did your uncle start doing stand-up he was like oh they just started doing the open mics on long island uh and i was like oh yeah that makes sense so uh you know i signed up for like the governor's comedy club open mic which uh you know was not just an open mic it was also you know a bringer open mic but when you're new you're like bring friends to see you perform yeah that's that's awesome of course why wouldn't I do that? Um, and then it just starts this never-ending cycle that you can't get out of. Yeah. <laughs> so who ended up opening for Dave Chappelle? <laughs> I never uh, found out specifically. Someone just told me that someone went on stage like towards the end and just like made fun of all the other comedians or something. So basically someone roasted... Uh, uh, all the other comments, and I guess they got to, or no one opened. Maybe Dave Chappelle showed up and was like, "What? No, that's, that's no, 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 no." Yeah, <laughs> which is what I would have done. I would have been yeah. like, "You did what? No, no one's opening for that." Yeah, that's probably right. more likely <laughs> that what happened. He probably showed up and was like, yeah. "No, this is not. You're not. You're not doing that." <laughs> or I, if it was me, I would have disguised myself as a college student and done the contest and win so I could just open for myself to prevent <laughs> anything stupid from happening. Coming to the stage, Shave DePel. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. So, Joe, I, I have to know, um, 
Are you not drinking Bud Light or are you drinking Bud Light out of spite? Which side of the fence are you on? Uh, you know, I go back and forth. First of all, I'm not a beer guy to begin with. Um, but I do love angering people for right. no good reason. <laughs> so I'm buying Bud Light to own one side, but then I'm throwing the Bud Light into the river without drinking it to own the other side of the political. <laughs> you just, I want to just cover all my back. I want to make everybody angry. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's anything that on this planet that could get me to drink Bud Light. No. <laughs> <laughs> no amount. You can put whoever the fuck you want on that beer can. I'm not putting Bud Light in my mouth. It's disgusting. No, sorry. I'm just like, why do they even have beer commercials at this point? Like, if they stop advertising it, are people going to stop drinking? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's cause... everything, too, though. It's like McDonald's still runs commercials. But they don't have to. They're, they're always there. They're always there. They're always open. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I never thought about I'll that. Never Many times I've seen beer commercials. I've never seen a beer commercial and be like, mm, I need to go get that beer. Like, that's never once happened to me. No. At best, I'll see a beer commercial and I'll be like, well, that place they're hanging out looks cool. Where's that? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go hang out there. Where's this right. pool I'm, with all these bikini-clad women who like guys who drink Bud Light? <laughs> Where's this? That party at? looks awesome. I don't care about the beer. Is that Kid Rock's house? Are they partying <laughs> at Kid Rock's house in the yeah. Bud? Is that why he was so mad? Because they were at his house for the Bud Light commercial. <laughs> then you crack open the beer home alone. No one shows up, and you're like, "Well, that was misleading." <laughs> yeah could we sue the beer companies for uh for false advertising because like well, you... talk about misinformation yeah Am I, right? <laughs> I never cracked open a beer and a party spontaneously happened i've tapped the rockies and what <laughs> I, I almost died in an avalanche all right dude i've i've been at parties and i cracked open a bud light and the party got worse <laughs> <laughs> Bud Light makes nothing better. <laughs> Who invited this guy? <laughs> Get that shit out of here, piss water. <laughs> so, Joe, you, um, you've recently recorded your second full-length comedy special. No one asked for this. Releasing it on YouTube, doing it all yourself. What decisions went into, you know sort of putting up the money yourself to record the special and putting it on YouTube. Cause that's like a, that's a very ballsy move to do it all yourself and release it yourself. Yeah. Um, I actually, I actually produced both myself that I did the first one. Um, I had two friends of mine who just had cameras and I was like, would you guys film me? And it worked out. Um, and in this one, so I was in a movie I'm in a I'm in a racing movie, and uh, it's called Sunday Sunday Sunday, and it's in all these festivals and it's doing really well. And the guy that um, made the movie was like, "Hey, would you want to shoot a comedy special?" And I was like, uh, "You know, it's probably time for that because I had in my head been like, I want to do like a, I guess like a post pandemic special, I sort of." Um, so. And then um, I had a place that I had recently performed at where I shot it. And I asked them if I could 
you know, have a day there. And they were like, yeah, why not? We got nothing going on. So <laughs> it was just a number of things that uh, worked out. And then um, someone had actually reached out to me about distribution when I announced it. Um, but they never really followed up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it on YouTube. And uh, and I guess that's where it's at right now. Because if you go on YouTube, it's, you know, uh, Tommy McNulty's blah, blah, blah special. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I guess dropping a YouTube special is the thing to do in 2023. So I guess I did it at the right time. Yeah. That seems to be right. where most of the good specials are ending up these days is either on YouTube or some of the, the smaller streaming services. Yeah. I'd like to get on, uh, what is it like crackle or what's the other one? Pluto TV or something. Those are going to blow up next after Netflix dies. Oh yeah, dude, you got to get on Tubi. If you don't have a Tubi special, you're nobody. <laughs> what I can... Tubi, Pluto TV. They've got fucking, what a, a fucking Adam Hunter has a his specials exclusively on UFC Fight Pass. <laughs> ah. he's, he's the MMA roasted guy, so he does all of these like UFC fighters try stand up and all this stuff, and so he just sold his special to UFC Fight Pass. <laughs> so you're watching <laughs> you're watching old UFC tournaments, and then you just see Adam Hunter's face fucking pop up. It's like I'm gonna do an hour of stand up. <laughs> While you're trying to watch the LFA prelims. That's awesome. And you see the UFC fighters like trying to take a swing at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. That's what you want. Yeah. I was going to reach out to uh, the golf channel. <laughs> One of those. Yeah, right. somebody, who's, somebody who needs to get into stand-up comedy. Maybe the weather channel. They're not doing anything. They do, you know, MTV doesn't show music anymore. The weather channel just shouldn't even have weather anymore. It's just comedy specials and like a ridiculousness type show or something hey if you were on the, the weather channel app you'd be really easy to find just tell people would, where's your where do we watch your special <laughs> weather people channel. Like, what's the weather like in the midwest who's this do a comedy special what the hell dude the weather channel's out here wild and though they like they'll have a like actual shows and shit while they're just doing the weather on the side and the show will be like the top 100 most dangerous storms in America. And it's just showing like people's houses getting destroyed with like some deep voice narrator going over it. The weather in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, Hmm, I wonder what our high for today is going to be. And you tune in and it's just like still Katrina footage of people's homes getting flooded away. Right. <laughs> There's always a clip of a mudslide somewhere, yeah. and I've never quite figured out where that is, but it looked terrible. Right. Uh, Dude, they might as well just play A Thousand Ways to Die over fucking... <laughs> and now on the Weather Channel, Faces of Death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how did this happen? Like, you know, 20 years ago, the Weather Channel was just... It was the same thing over and over again. It was some light, you know, light jazz music with with your local, you know, temperature and everything. And now, like, like it's like Jacob said, it's like a thousand ways to to die in the weather, like all the time, <laughs> with fucking Slipknot playing over it. Yeah. <laughs> Top twenty uh, weatherman bloopers of twenty twenty two. Ah, dude, I wish they'd play something like that. That'd be fucking funny, dude. They need to put, start putting. 
Okay, here's my goal. For when I when I'm ready to film an hour special, I'm going to try to market it to the people that uh put the shows on the little gas pump TVs. Oh, that, that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a captive audience. Like you've got yeah, those right. people for several minutes. You're thinking that you're going to get Mourinho Menunos and it's me doing fucking 45 minutes on whatever. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to just keep pumping gas because this guy's funny. That's Picture this for the future. You go to an airport or a gym. No more <laughs> CNN or Fox or anything. Comedy specials. Everywhere. <laughs> the entire airport. Every gate is a different comedy special. Hey, it'd be a hell of a lot nicer world instead of having Fox News or CNN on every TV in the in the airport. Yeah, the last thing I want to watch when I'm going onto a plane is like, you know, the world is dying. Everyone hates each other. The weather is bad. Another gun shooting. Hey, have fun on your flight. Like, I don't need that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's not a bad idea, Jacob. What they could do with the gas stations is uh, no matter how much gas you're getting, they put a little mechanism on the actual uh, you know, gas pump itself so it locks itself into your gas tank so you can't leave for the entire 45-minute special. <laughs> or they could just play like a 30-second crowd work clip with the dates over it like it's a Facebook reel. <laughs> <laughs> or like while you're pumping gas, something will pop up that says, would you like to keep watching? And if you click yes, you just sit there and watch the rest of the special while car are waiting to pump their gas and there's people honking at you it's like hold on i want to i want to hear his take on climate change this guy's pretty good leave me alone <laughs> yeah you could do it where you where they put little cameras in the uh the gas station they just hire comedians to uh monitor the gas station uh pumps and when people are getting their pumps you come on live and you just start roasting the people that are pumping gas live <laughs> that seems like a full-time job but you know what i could use money <laughs> yeah no kidding i would do that yeah <laughs> then you have other comedians messaging you who books the gas pump a bit <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> who books the rice battle at the 7-eleven yeah, just, just send bp a, a video <laughs> <laughs> here's my comedy central five minutes <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so we we touched on the special a little bit you mentioned that uh you you filmed it in a room that you had just just previously done um what what kind of went in with the the venue you said you talked to them and they were just like ah yeah for sure you can film the special like how big was the room did you kind of take that into consideration like was it you know like kind of sort of a small like intimate setting or what what was it like uh, well, I booked my my first uh, special was at a comedy club, but in their like side room, so it was like you know only seats like sixty people. I packed it out, uh, blah blah blah. But this one um, where I shot it, it looks great. It's a it's a music venue, like they mainly do music shows there. But you know, it's got that great backdrop. I feel like anyone who's been watching my clips on Instagram probably hates the color red by now. Because it's nothing but <laughs> me performing in front of a red curtain. And um, so the people who own the venue, um, I actually went to high school with, like, the guy's daughter. So, uh, you know, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're always looking for more stuff to do. 
So I got to do it there. And it does, it seats a lot of people. One um, negative I'll say, I um, didn't get a ton of people to come. It was a decent turnout, but it could have been way better. And, you know, in a big, in a music venue, like, you know, you got the higher ceilings and sound travels differently. Um, so I was like, turn the volume up so you can hear laughs. But, um, it, you know, it came out really well and it all worked out and the venue was great. The people were great and everybody apparently said it was great. So uh, even my mom laughed and she doesn't even, she hates <laughs> comedy. So <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was like her. I think that was the first show she's been to post COVID. Like my dad comes, like maybe once a month out to see a show. My mom has to be something special or like a bunch of people she knows because she just doesn't enjoy comedy. She doesn't really laugh. She's like savage too. Like she'll come up to me after the show and be like, "The comedian that went on before you, did they have a good day job?" And you know. <laughs> So she's a monster, but it's great. That's what you need sometimes, dude. Like you need to unleash your mom onto some of these open micers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just get out. Next time she comes to a show, I'm just gonna give her one of those like comment cards they give you at the comedy club and just be like, Can you just write a little note about each comic on the show? <laughs> Notice my name's not there. Oh my god, so, can you uh, imagine how shitty that would be? Like you go up to do your first open mic. You get off stage and there's like a little old lady that's just like, honey, don't quit your day job. <laughs> just... uh, <laughs> true, right. true story. Um, funny you say that. Many years ago, the first time I went like way on the road, I did a bunch of shows in Florida. And, uh, and I was supposed to do 30 minutes on each show. And I maybe had like seven minutes. So needless to say, the first few shows did not go well. And after the first show, what the hell was the town name? I don't know. It was like New Smyrna Beach or something. And the average age of the crowd was like 85 years old. And I get like three laughs in like 25 minutes. And as I'm walking off stage, some old woman very loudly goes, that was terrible. <laughs> dude, Florida is savage, dude. Florida is the most savage place you can do stand up. Like the worst shows I've ever had. We're all in Florida, and Jacob can attest to that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I went back last year, finally. I headlined uh, one of the Barker's Comedy Club, and the shows were good, but they were insane. Like, two audience members got in a fight during one show. Yep. Somebody <laughs> fell down the stairs. <laughs> uh, it's, it was so many weird things. It was, you know, people just yelling out stuff. Like, not even, like, in a bad way, just in a, like, well, this isn't how comedy should work, but okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, dude. I feel like all of all yeah. the rest of Florida is wilded with that crazy shit that happens during the comedy shows. And then you go to Pensacola and you say the word porn and they fucking clutch their pearls. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe he's talking about masturbation in a comedy act. <laughs> this is an R-rated show? It's like, you, you, I'm in Florida. I'm going to talk about everything. <laughs> dude i got heckled to death in florida one time so bad that i i was depressed for like two straight weeks afterwards and just questioned every de bad decision i've ever made in my life like i'm just i'm this is where i'm at like I, it was bad 
So uh, let me tell you more about the first time I went to Florida. This was, again, many years ago, like 15 years ago. So I, I, I bomb on the first show, and the woman says, that was terrible. And then the headliner goes up. And, you know, he's some, like, uh, uh, Hawaiian shirt-wearing guy. Probably isn't even allowed outside of the state of Florida. <laughs> and he goes up. And he opens with, hey, guys, give a round of applause for Joe Pontillo. You might not realize it now, but one day you'll be sitting home watching David Letterman. And so will Joe. And the crowd was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> they didn't feel bad enough. <laughs> oh, that's horrid. <laughs> Dude, there's yeah. nothing worse than when, like, a comic goes up and starts, like, doing, the, like, hack stuff. Like, just the hackiest jokes, the hackiest premises, and is absolutely murdering with it. And then you just, you realize, like, oh, I, I had no shot in this room. Because oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. what they're laughing at. He was doing like Daryl Strawberry cocaine jokes. I think he had a reference to the movie Cop and a Half, which came out in like 1992. So, yeah. Exactly. I'm 23. I've never heard of Cop and a Half in oh, my entire enough. life. <laughs> uh, Jason, do you know Cop and a Half? Uh, I, wasn't that. Um... Isn't that Burt Reynolds? <laughs> that yeah. like a Burt Reynolds movie? <laughs> Where he's a cop and his partner, I think, is like a six-year-old kid or yeah. something. <laughs> oh, that, that that's when the 80s got real bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's when Burt Reynolds was like, yeah, whatever, I just need money at yeah. this point. I don't I need to make a I need to make my Trans Am payment for the month. I'll do it. <laughs> this mustache doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> I need some mustache wax. <laughs> we got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel-flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate-flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. So Joe, talk to me about um, how you got the gig on uh, Gotham Comedy Live for Actus TV. Because that's some of my favorite comics of all time have performed on that little showcase show. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you that. What a journey. So <laughs> this it I first submitted for it in like 2014. And you know, and I just like I no one submitted me for it. I just like I had the email and I took a shot. And um the guy who, who books it, the guy who owns Gotham, eventually did watch it and he was like, You're great. Um you'll definitely do the show, but I need to see a video where you have less uh you know, like more personal material. Like I had like a subway joke on there and like, I think a joke about like the weather channel or something. So I'm like, all right, fair enough. So like a year passes. Um, and then it was, it was almost like two years. I finally get another video to send to him. And uh, like six months later, he's finally like, all right, you're in, uh, but you're not in for this season. You have to wait till next season. So it was a whole nother year that I had to wait. 
Um, and not only that, but it was the last season they were doing, and they were no longer doing it live. So, <laughs> oh, so the yeah. show title is now live. Um, and uh, Paula Poundstone hosted the show I was on. Oh yeah, and wow. I don't, I don't know what she brought me up for an intro, but it was very. She was like, "Give it up for uh, uh, Jumpin' Joe Pontillo." What? So. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was a whole three. And then finally, like six months later, the episode aired. So it was like almost like a three and a half year process for that, wow. for my first like legitimate TV credit. Um, but I guess worth it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool to get in like while you could, I guess, because you finally made it on the last season. Like there's, yeah, you, know, you made it like just past he- the, the curtain call. I had a couple of friends who got past to do it and never actually got to, you know, perform on the show. So I feel very lucky that I was able to get on. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Paula Poundstone, dude. I'd, I'd pound her, Paula. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? I think she's in jail now. <laughs> Is she? Is Paula Poundstone no. in jail? She's definitely getting her stone pounded. I'm not, you'll have to Google it. I'm not getting it. I thought she passed away. Didn't she pass away not too long ago? Uh, you know, this no. is how terrible comedians are. You know, after I did Gotham Live, I posted a picture of myself, and one of the pictures was with Paula Poundstone, and half the comments other comedians were leaving were just roasting her. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. She has some shit for like child endangerment. That's hilarious. Yeah, in two thousand one, yeah. <laughs> she was charged with with felony child endangerment. Wow. But, but she's gay, isn't she? I believe yes. so. Yeah. Yeah, that's why she's like back on Netflix already. The gays can't get canceled. <laughs> what? We, we've tried. They can't. And she dresses like Charlie Chaplin. Dude, Ezra Miller has a has a movie coming out this year that's gonna make him millions of dollars. The gays are uncancelable. Is he they gay? I thought, all he the crap. Like, no, I thought he's... he was gender something fluid or something. Or he's just he's, he's everything. He's, he's like, like bisexual, he's non-binary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I know we shouldn't support Ezra Miller because he seems like a maniac that should be in jail, but Man, I want to see that movie. I want to see Michael <laughs> Keaton as Batman again. Yeah, like, I'm going to see the movie. It just sucks that I'm lying in Ezra Miller's pockets. He kidnapped people. Uh, that's the thing. Like, before that trailer came out, I was like, I'm boycotting that movie. I'm not going to see it. I'm not supporting Ezra Miller. And then they right, showed me. Stop, Batman. <laughs> they showed me Michael Keaton. And I was like, God damn it, you got my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was just Ben F like Batman, I'd be like, oh, I don't need to see that. But, yeah, right. I'm good. Dude, the next Flash is going to be Paula Poundstone. <laughs> I think she's reverse Flash in the movie, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, wouldn't it be awesome if Adam West was still alive and they could, like, you know, digitally uh, de-age him to be in that movie? That would just, t- that would be perfect. Yeah, they just go to a timeline where all the heroes dance for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Yeah, your costume isn't even bulletproof. How are you, how are you even fighting crime like this? He, he punched me, and then a, a comic book tile came up and said, Bam! How is that possible? That's the best superpower I've ever seen. 
Dude, he's got bat. So, he's got bat shark spray in the belt. I mean, he's always prepared for every scenario. Yeah, dude, bat shark repellent. Don't I, leave home without it. Doesn't stop a bullet, but he's got like a bullet removal spray or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Dude, he doesn't need to stop a bullet. He has Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old old chum, jump in yeah. front. <laughs> yeah, right. Holy rocks, Batman! <laughs> They're holy. <laughs> So, Joe, what, uh, what was the difference in doing this special from your first special? So you, you have a, your first special came out a, a few years ago. Uh, I think it's for sale on Amazon. What's, what's the difference between doing something like that and then doing something now for YouTube? Um, well, actually, full disclosure about the first special. So it was streaming on Amazon, I guess, for free for like three years. And then uh, one day someone saw me at a show and messaged me, and they were like, hey, I tried to watch your special on Amazon, and it said that it's unable to be played in this country. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> and then I, I went through it, and I'm like, I can't play it. And then I emailed Amazon, I was like, what the hell? And they go, oh, yeah, well, um, it no longer was meeting our required viewing minutes per month, so we're taking it down. And I was like, oh, no, that, my credits. <laughs> but, um... But at the same time, I'm like, that's fine. So, like, the first special, I feel like that was me just, like, emptying the tank of, like, every joke I'd been doing for the last, like, I don't know, four or five years or something. I opened it up with, uh, like, 10 to 12 minutes of just telling, like, stories about comedy. Like, just to, like, ease into things. And then I <clears throat> kind of go into my act. In fact, you could see the full version of the uh, the Florida story. Uh, that I I just told you was in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was that. And then for this special, it was more like I kind of just wrote a bunch of stuff that was just specific for this. Uh, you know, that was all. You know, like a lot of it's about like the last few years and about like where we are, like you know, politically and social media wise. So like you know, it's not a, a lot of the jokes. I'm, I really only just told that night. And then that's it. And I brought back some like, you know, oldies that weren't on my last special and some other things. So, you know, it was a much different mix. Yeah. So is is that kind of nerve wracking writing a joke and and sort of doing it for a a special? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sort of. I I had I had the sort of delusion that I was like. Well, it's my special. It's my crowd. They'll probably just laugh at anything I do, even though it's even if it's not funny. Right. But uh, <laughs> um, they did make me work a little bit, but it still went well. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, it just as long as it has. I'm actually amazed because, like, it's not as if I ran through the whole thing a bunch of times. You know, I had X amount of things. I was like, I want to do this, 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 and then I it just it all comes out of you. And I don't. I don't know how that happens. It's like you snap into focus and you're like, oh, I can just pick and choose whatever thing I want to throw in there. Um, yeah, I can't, you can't always do that on like a normal show right. <laughs> where you have like three, jo three jokes you really want to do and you're like, well, I didn't do any of them. But on that night, just all like clicked into place somehow. Yeah, I mean, yet again, another ballsy move. Like I have trouble trying a new joke just on a showcase and throw it like sandwich it in between fucking 10 minutes of stuff. That's good. <laughs> I, uh, I literally did a joke that I came up with on the spot during the mic check before the show. 
I just started like riffing on something. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to open with that. And that wasn't even like a joke that I've been doing. It just, I just rolled with it. Yeah. Is that kind of the comic that you are where you just kind of pick up on things and rip, uh, riff off of them? Yeah. And then you hope that, you know, most times you get to a funny part. You know, occasionally you're just like, well, I'm just kind of ranting, but <laughs> it's not really going anywhere. But it is what it is. It's all a process. So do you right. have do you have plans for uh, are you writing a new set for uh, for another special? <clears throat> you know, like after the first special I did, I uh, I kind of felt like deflated. I was like, well, I'm done now. And I feel like it took me like a year to like get back in the zone and being excited about comedy. But after this one, I feel like literally <clears throat> literally the next day I was like, I should do another special. I should do another taping. I should need to get to work on this right now. And I was like, all right, let's calm down. But um, no, I uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't have one imminently planned. But you know, once I have the the next sarcastic name for it, I'm ready to go. <laughs> there you go. And so, has this helped with your with your touring a little bit too? Like, have you been booking more shows since this dropped? Because it's already got fourteen thousand views on YouTube and it's going up, which is amazing. I had no idea. I <laughs> you know when I I, I had like soft posted it. I sent it to some people, and then uh, they sent it to some people, and then I didn't even like do a full post about it. I literally just posted like a cover image on Facebook, and from there, it just like went off. And I was like, I'm so not used to this because you know, I don't have a ton of followers on social media, despite everything. So I'm not used to like getting thousands of views on something. Um, you know, I'm used to like, oh, it got like 200 views. That's great. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as, yeah, but as for uh, helping with uh, bookings, I think I've actually lost a booking since. <laughs> 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 but um, it sounds, you know, like, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's good for like, because like you were like, oh, you did the special. I'm going to do my podcast. Like, that's cool. Because like, I'm not always yeah. doing podcasts. And um you know, it's it's opened some doors and people like, oh, people find it impressive. You know, a lot of other comedians are always like, that's great. And I'm like, is it? That's just how I am. But um, but if nothing else, like, I feel like <clears throat> I've so broken open, like, myself, like, joke-wise. That it's like, oh, I've got stuff from that special. I've got stuff from the first special. I've got stuff that was on neither special. I've got new stuff that I'm right. So it's just like, kind of just like, an endless like array of like jokes to pull from now which is so kind of fun yeah i mean that's the upside of releasing a special now especially on youtube like i mean people in all markets are gonna want to book you because you just released a special so they'll say this guy's coming to headline this comedy club look at his special watch the special that's funny you're gonna buy tickets for the show i mean it helps out both people Yes, or watch it, get angry, and come down here and tell them why you hate it. But one or the other. But, yeah, no, and that's, um, that's um, the cool thing about it, is, like, um, people will know you now, and that's something I, I didn't even think about. So I did a show, like, a few weeks ago, and somebody was like, I saw one of your clips on Facebook. I was like, oh, because I was going to be here? He goes, no, it just popped up. I'm like, all right. that's And, you know, so now it's like people are watching me that you would never think would watch me. 
you know, you'd hope it would build follower base better, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I kind of hope uh, YouTube moves forward with the with the the clips. It makes it a little easier to to look at the clips because when we we've only re- we usually do like TikTok stuff, you know, clips for this show. But the one time I put something up on YouTube for a, a, just a clip from this show, it really took off, and it's something we should probably think about doing more of because it got a lot of traction really fast. Yeah, I have no interest oh, in being yeah. successful at podcasts. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Too risky. I posted a fake clip of a podcast, and it got like a few thousand hits. So that's where people want to see clips of podcasts, short clips of stand-up. The only thing I'm worried about is like I always make fun of like how just completely oversaturated things are with stand-up comedy. And it was like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I released a special, and it's doing well and people like it. And then I saw somebody posted a list of how many comedy specials have already been released this year. And it was like 147 specials. Jesus. And I was like, Oh no, I'm part of the problem. Aren't I? <laughs> right. right. We're part of the problem too. And anytime like someone has a special that comes on my radar, I'm immediately like, Hey, you want to promote it on my podcast? What's up? <laughs> That's right, though. I was actually, funny story, I was like, gee, you know, I'm getting all these views and stuff. You think somebody would ask me to be on their podcast? And then I think literally the same day, you emailed me. And I was like, this guy gets it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you would think, dude. I mean, it, this is something that I run into with the, the bigger comics we try to get on, too, is that, like, none of them are using podcast appearances to promote the same way that they have been like you know last year even you would promote a special and then you'd do the podcast run that's how andrew schultz bought his special back from netflix and made all this money by just going on every single podcast and then you know making the rounds and i've emailed people you know not naming any names but they'll be like yeah no i only do my friends podcasts anymore like i'm not promoting I'm not going on podcasts to promote stuff anymore. Yeah, my, my wife does a podcast. I'm just going to do that one. She yeah, right. She has five listeners, but she needs the boost. <laughs> Which, to be fair, the guy that I talked with is fr- is literally friends with Joe Rogan. So I'm like, uh, okay, that I get. But it's but like... No. Well, well, it's that kind of friend. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I mean, I've even talked to, like, local comedians who uh, are putting on, like, a comedy festival. I'm like, Dude, come on my podcast to promote your comedy festival. Let's blow this thing up. They're like, eh, I'm too busy. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> brother, you have a day job. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't You're a do car salesman, brother. <laughs> no, I'd rather not build any hyper anticipation. I just, you know, I kind of want this festival or special to go under the radar if that's possible. Yeah, I have no interest in selling tickets. Thank you very much. I will stay I have way far viewers. away from you. Yeah, <laughs> I have enough viewers. I don't, I don't need any more. <laughs> but it's just so funny how things have been changing, too. And it's like the whole podcast world has changed because no one wants to listen to a full podcast anymore. It's either clips or an hour-long compilation of clips. Yeah, like Yin Yang Monkey will do this thing where it's just like amalgamations of Tiger, like an hour of the funniest Tiger Belly clips, and then that gets like a million something views, 
but no one's watching the hour-long Tiger Belly podcast. Right. <laughs> I just don't yeah. have the time like, for that. <laughs> no. Well, see, when it's an hour worth of clips, then it's like you're watching a bunch of different things. Right. But it when it's no just sense. one straight hour, you're like, oh, this is just one thing. This isn't good. <laughs> right, but it's like, I mean, if you're going to resign yourself to an hour of, com- of consuming media, you would think you'd be like, I'm going to consume that hour of media from my favorite podcast by my favorite comedian, not, oh, I'm going to consume that hour of media from a person who edits podcast clips against the will of my favorite comedian and screws them out of money. <laughs> Who's right. Who's probably secretly making money that should go to the actual creator. Uh, it's not a secret either, dude. All of those edits and clip channels, they get heavily monetized by YouTube for oh, content that God. they don't produce. Of all the things that they crack down on, that's the one thing they're like, ah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah no, they, they really don't give a shit about that. All right, well, gentlemen, we are reaching the end of the episode. And uh, Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I hope so. I never know how I come off these things. <laughs> oh, your uh, your your microphone went weird again. <laughs> you sound like you're make- you sound like you're on an old timey radio. <laughs> so, guys, let me tell you, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'll be at the local Nickelodeon theater this Sunday. Dude, that's literally what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, but- Here comes Babe Ruth with a home run. He broke his own record again. <laughs> he called the shot, and he called the, the person he was going to hit. Oh, you're back now. No, no more, no uh, more old timey radio. <laughs> okay, sorry, I don't know what caused that. But uh, tell everybody where they can find you on uh, social media and where they can find the special. Uh, you can go. Find me on YouTube and smash that subscribe button. Um, you can watch the whole uh, special there. And I also have several clips from my last special, Delete Your Account, on there. So if you want more Joe Pontillo stand-up. And then I uh, I got a bunch of sketches up there. I do a recurring character called uh, Pontillo and Associates. Um, that's, a, that's a fan favorite and some other ridiculous ones as well. And then uh, follow me on Instagram, Pontillogram, and I guess TikTok before they ban it, also Pontillogram. And uh, if you like Twitter, at Joe Pontillo, and uh, I suppose Facebook, uh, <laughs> if you really hate yourself. And is there anything else? I don't know. I know my website is JoePontillo.com. I have most of my tour dates there when I remember to update it. Alrighty, so tour dates at JoePontillo.com. Check out the special. No one asked for this. You can search for that or Joe Pontillo on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button like you would smash Paula Poundstone. Just <laughs> fucking down and dirty. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like button. Yeah, I will put You're the uh I'll put the links. Now. <laughs> I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can just go follow them wherever check out the the special and uh go look at his tour date and um so joe thank you for coming on the show and you're back to be an old-timey radio again so tell her tell everybody where they come where, <laughs> where your next show is gonna be <laughs> well you know i always thought i was born in a different era so i put this filter on so i can sound like i'm doing radio in the 50s <laughs> 
I'll be opening for Ground Blue Marks this weekend. Uh, this week, oh, where am I at? I'm in New Jersey on a Thursday doing the Capital Craft on uh, in East Hanover, New Jersey. And then uh, Saturday, I got a private gig in New Jersey. Sunday, Brooklyn, New York, 6 p.m., the Floridian Diner. I'm eating dinner. It's not a show. Um, <laughs> but feel free to come ask me. No, it's a good, good show, apparently. So come out to that. And then, uh, yeah, everything else is on the website. Do me a do me a favor, real quick. Your, your mic's going weird. Say exterminate. Exterminate. <laughs> oh yeah, <dude>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. like a Dalek smoked fifty thousand cigarettes <laughs> at once. <laughs> you know, for future reference, that that's what my content is. Love to work on that because I still do the occasional Zoom shows. Yeah. So well, it was a. It was good for a long time, and now just you sort of sound like you're you're a Dalek on an old timey radio. <laughs> I'm sure my phone is just gonna melt as soon as this podcast is over. Yeah, uh, dude, we're gonna actually down. send this yeah. to the showrunners of Doctor Who after this and try to get you some work over there. Thank you. I need the voiceover work. <laughs> right, Jacob, you got any shows coming up you want to push out there before we go? Yes, sir. I'm glad you asked. Uh, anyone who wants to come see me do some stand-up comedy, I'm going to be on a showcase this Friday in Mobile, Alabama during Art Walk at Serta's Coffee Company. So head on out to Serta's Coffee Company during Art Walk in Mobile, Alabama. Get a cup of joe. Come hear me do some 10 minutes of comedy. And then uh, in May 6th, I will be in Gulfport at Shandy Fest, uh, the, com- the uh, festival that's going to be at Chandelier Brewing Company. So May 6th, Gulfport, this Friday, Mobile. Come see me. And uh, I've got, I'm doing Red Radio After Dark, uh, May 13th. Um, they haven't put out the tickets yet, but it will be available on Eventbrite. So I will let everybody know when those tickets are available. It's going to be uh, burlesque, comedy, and music. So it's going to be a, a really cool, um, uh, you know, old old school kind of uh, cabaret type of, type of night. So it's going to be really yeah. cool. So you're gonna get in on that old timey radio announcer then? Yeah, that's what I need. I need the old timey radio. Like, come out to see Red Radio. But it's gonna be Red Radio after dark, and uh, I'll let you guys know as soon as those tickets are gonna drop. And uh, I think that's gonna do it for this week. Let me play our music here. And if you want to email us, you can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com We're at openmikers com and also our link tree is link tree slash open micers podcast you can join the patreon at patreon.com slash om podcast and of course go to brescoffeeco.com and use the code om podcast for 10 percent off your order and we will see you guys next week let's get paula poundstone on the podcast <laughs>